Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. It is early AM local chat, episode 137, I think is what the sheet says, which is really annoying because that number just keeps climbing. Joining me this week, the one and only Ian Gibson. That reminds me of, remember that movie where they they killed that guy? Oh, Dark 30. That's a good phrase. Oh, Dark 30. No, they, they called it. Zero, Zero Dark, Dark 30. 30. I don't think that's... I prefer it better when people say military time, but it just has dark in it, you know? Yeah, I, I, I've lived most of my life preferring that as well. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I like time slang. <laughs> I've never seen Zero Dark 30. I assume it is about people in war. Man, I should probably rewatch it, but it's 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 a very it's okay. Look, I have not seen it since it came out, but it struck me as one of those movies where the main character is just like screaming and angry at everybody because they're like, "I'm right, I'm right," but they haven't actually proven that they're right, and then at the end, they end up being right, and other people were like. We're sorry, you were right the whole time. And I'm like, no, they had no evidence. They were, they just happened to, to like guess correctly at the beginning. Just because Nostradamus uh, was right doesn't mean he was actually right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, and then the other thing is that um, it's a bit pro, uh, it's a bit uh, anti-Muslim, pro-American torture. And I'm not a fan of that. So it's, yeah. it's, a, it's American propaganda. It's I'm, like, why can't we just kill Osama bin Laden without it being American propaganda? <laughs> you know? You know, I'm very pro-torture, but when you limit it to one group of people, that's when I'm very against it. <laughs> you gotta spread it around. It's yeah, like, why does it have to be, be racist? <laughs> yeah. It's more <laughs> fun it when it's not racist. racist? <laughs> exactly. Like, actually, okay, look, it's 8 a.m. It's full fucking tangent time. I feel like... Like... The angle they took with Zero Dark Thirty was basically like, let's talk about like the American, like how difficult it is to like get human intelligence and how you can't be certain in in intelligence, but you can get to like levels of certainty, not certainty, but you can get there's like a probable likely you never really get to 100 percent certainty and you're having to negotiate that with people. Right. I feel like the better story is American might and then 9-11 happens and we're like. Okay, 9-11 sucked, but it's okay. We're going to bring the entire military might against this person, right? And it takes, what was it, 10 fucking years to get him? <laughs> like, I think it's about, I think the story should be about how Americans are having to prove their might in the world, and they're just fucking it up. Fuck it up in <laughs> Afghanistan. Fuck it up in Iraq. Takes them 10 years to find a person. They crash a fucking helicopter, landing it in their front yard. It didn't even take fire. They lost a fucking helicopter because they couldn't land it in a yard. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what the movie should be about. And then, at the, and then it should end with, with John Cena, the clip of John Cena being, saying, what is it? Uh, Osama bin Laden has been caught and compromised to a permanent end, and America's just like, yes! <laughs> and then that one guy who was like, I'm not going to shave my beard until we kill bin Laden, so he just had a 10-year-old beard. <laughs> like, that's what the story should be about. Anyways, I'm sorry. Side tangent. Let's talk about um, where we went this weekend. Uh, 
Connecticut, the greatest one, top fifty states. I'll just say it right out of the gate. I don't care you know who what? knows it. I think the number one problem with Connecticut is not a problem with Connecticut. It's a problem that it's too close to New York, and therefore it's more expensive than it really should be. Yeah, I don't mean to tangent again immediately uh, off of your great segue, <laughs> but I saw there's a subreddit called Imaginary Maps, and they had a map yeah. of Alabama as all Obama as like a Muslim <laughs> state. And it was basically like if like Alabama was some like Muslim principality and like they like added all like the beautiful the, um, <clears throat> like it's just was like a tourist pamphlet. So it was so well done yeah. where it's like, go see this, go see that and all this stuff. But it just it was it was all Dash Obama and like written and yeah. all that stuff. But it looked like like straight from the 70s pamphlet. And I was like, that is fucking awesome. No. I want that. And that would be better. That would be better than the Alabama we currently have. I honestly, a hundred percent. It'd be so cool. It'd be awesome yeah. if the United States was just a giant Epcot and you could just go to yes. these different countries. Um, yes. Oh, it kind cool. of, you know, a little bit. America is. is definitely the closest country to Epcot in the world because of how different different parts of it are. Yeah, but none of the Epcot booths are at the real Epcot because they're redneck racist booth um yeah. shitty california yeah. <laughs> um i don't know yeah. why i took california out in that one i apologize um alaska <laughs> yeah it's like why can't i go visit the great mosque of montgomery alabama i, I want to say the only state that really has i would say of the key states that still have their like identities i would say like hawaii and alaska are very up there because they were the oh, latest yeah. To get acquired 100%. and then other than that i would just say like texas right but texas's texas. persona is it's american persona it's not really yeah. the pre-american persona of texas i think i think florida as well because original oh, yeah. florida was like wildlands and wild people like it was originally florida man and then it became touristy pretty early and it's just kind of maintained that as touristy wild man um Maybe Pennsylvania a little bit is still pretty, like... I don't know, but in the Amish. most vanilla-ass way yeah. possible. But as far as, like, you things know. pre pre-colonialism, uh, Hawaii, I would say Hawaii and Alaska are probably only two, right? Well, we got rid of the Native Americans, so I don't think we can really say pre-colonialism. No, 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 that's my point, is all of the states are not that way, oh. but Hawaii and alaska ish oh, we're taking care of them we're getting rid of all the locals <laughs> that new law just just passed you know joe's out there setting I, fires oh in maui <laughs> i was have you seen that's the new conspiracy theory well it's not new but it's really popular now because of the fires is that the u.s government and or corporations have space lasers and that's how they set the uh -oh. fires i, I just saw corporations videos like by the land well, there's all these videos. Some of them are doctored. Some of them are not. But most of them are literally just like lens flare. And they say, look at the look at the line of light. That is a laser. And it's like, no, that's a lens flare. You fucking idiot. <laughs> Somebody call J.J. Abrams to explain what lens flares are. <gasps> He's the one doing it. He's the one doing it. Star Trek yeah, 4 is ruining the environment. It's anyways. Yeah. So we went to Connecticut. Lovely state. <laughs> literally the only problem i have with it one is objective which is it's it's too expensive but that's because of proximity to new york city etc 
subjective is that I don't think I would want to buy a house there because it's a lot of older houses and stuff. And I just I'm not a big fan of houses like pre 1960, basically. Um, but anyways, lovely little uh, went to Hartford. We went to the Retro World Expo, um, which is basically what it sounds like. It's like a video game retro ex- expo and <laughs> There was just it was in Hartford, Connecticut. There was a lot of retro game collectors and, and retailers there, and they had um, a small arcade free play area in the back. And the thing we didn't really touch on, but they had we didn't really interact with, but they had a whole lot of competitions going on. So they had like qualifiers for the Tetris World uh, Grandmasters. They had a whole bunch of fighting game tournaments. They had Magic the Gathering tournaments, etc. It just felt like a really like good, wholesome nerd gathering, whereas PAX is more like we're going to sell you future stuff from the company's direct. And it's like a promotional thing with some mm. panels and activities. This was more like this was kind of like a gun show in that you go to a gun show to buy stuff, right? So it's a yeah. lot of retailers. And then there was some gaming activities on the side. And I I really enjoyed it. Did you have a you have a good time there, Will? I did. It was fun to look. I just like looking at bins of video games to see like what there is. Yeah. Um they did not have the one game I was looking for, which was a Lundra 2, but um they did guy have a game. Yeah. They had a lot of st- a guy game. They did have a lot of stuff. Um, they had a surprising amount of stuff. There were like some neat things, but there were some places that had great prices, and then there were other places that are like, "Oh, this is five thousand dollars," and it's just like you're never, ever, yeah. ever going to sell that for five thousand um, dollars. I and I think so. that was that was kind of the positive negative. Positive was there were so many different retailers there that all you had to do was spend if you were all you had to do was spend thirty minutes walking around the show floor. And you could immediately figure out, hey, for these five things, these are the five people with the best prices. So, like, I was looking at, I I don't, I mean, I was trying to find a PS2 or a PS2 Slim, and I was seeing PS2 Slims for, I think the most expensive I saw it was, like, 150 out of box. I I didn't see any in boxes. I ended up buying one for 90. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's a huge price difference. Um, Same with, like, Nintendo 64s. Like, I was seeing a lot of people selling... Nintendo 64s all the way up to like complete in box for like 450 like out of box complete for like 200 and then there was one guy selling it for like 75 uh, out of box complete and it was just like this is fantastic um because I've been like been looking for PS2 Slim for a while I've seen them at places I've always been like I'm not sure if I want that price or not but maybe I won't find it but I saw like 10 of them at different retailers at this place and we did a loop and then right before we left at the end I was just like buying the $90 one that's the good one yeah um negative though is for me retro gaming stores are very rare it's probably maybe once a year that I get to visit one and go into one um So it's like a treat, you know, it's like a candy store. It's like, what am I getting to treat myself? The weird problem I have with Retro World Expo was that there was just too much stuff. You know, it was it was everywhere. There was just like literally like probably hundreds of thousands of retro games there, just like hundreds of old consoles. Uh, We saw an, uh, an Xbox 360 HD DVD drive plus collection of HD DVDs. And it just got to this point where I was like, I want all of this. But also because all of this is here, 
it's not like a unique experience for me or something unique that I'm seeing. And so it's much easier for me to just be like, ah, there's too much of it. I can't decide and just walk away. Um, so that's not a negative against the expo. It's just I've never had that experience with something like retro games um, where you literally just have like it's not analysis paralysis, but you just have too much choice and variety to choose from in a single place when you're used to only finding a handful of retro games at a time once per year. Yeah. Um, but overall, just to, uh, if you're into that shit, man, great expo to go to. It was really cool. Yeah, it, 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 you kind of hit the same similar chord where it's like, oh, I would rather just then go to that event. I would rather just pop down to um, my local one more often. Like I haven't been there since, <laughs> like the la I think the last time we went, uh, because they had weird hours for a bit. But I should go over there more often and just like check and their selections, because then, then if they don't have something, I can be like, oh, there's a thing to look for the next time. Versus, I don't have to immediately yeah. go to another place to then spend money. Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't really looked around me in Jacksonville to see if I have anything. You have that great um, computer electronics store, which I'm jealous of. Yeah, shout outs to reuse IT or reuse it jacks, which is basically okay. So elevator pitches, you know how uh, companies have an IT department and they end up with a bunch of stuff that doesn't need to be used. And usually they just trash it. Basically, those IT departments and home consumers give or donate their old stuff to this place. And that place just does like a quick check to make sure it's working, repair it, et cetera, and then puts it on sale. So like uh, Maggie was setting up her PC. She needed monitors. I went and bought two 24 inch 1080p Dell monitors for 20 bucks each. Like mm. it's just dirt cheap stuff there. If you need anything computer wise and you're like, I'm OK getting it used, you know, my nephew needs a new laptop. I'll just get him one of these like cheapo $150 ones because all he's going to do is play Roblox on it or whatever. It's like it's literally a used computer IT store the best way possible. All of it's checked out. All of it's dirt cheap. It's great. Yeah, I was trying to find a place around here that does that like similar, but I haven't been successful. Um, but yeah, that, that place was really cool. Um, they, oh, they had a bunch of those little Dell, those little Intel boys. Yeah, little little nucks. Yeah, I want to. So cool. Um. Yeah. Retro World Expo it was super fun. I would. I. I don't think I would go again. But I. I was glad. I was glad we. We hit it up. Um. It was fun. Yeah. It was a good opportunity to hang out because we also got to hang out, play some board games. Um. We were talking about possibility of doing it next year. Excuse me. But with all of Subpixel, just to make it more of like a trip plus convention, it's definitely a one day, couple hour thing. It's not a PAX weekend type of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Um, great. That was great. That was a fantastic chit-chat section. You went into it perfectly without even mentioning that we were doing chit-chatting. Um, moving on to the games we've been playing this week. Ian Gibson, are you ready to talk about Fire yeah. Emblem Path so, of Radiance? Fuck off. Look, there's one game we have to talk about. It's it's on everybody's lips. It's on the tips of their fingies, because now they're playing it. Uh, we have to talk about Starfield. So we'll... You have beat the game. It's been out for a little more than 24 hours now. Yep. You currently hold the world speed run record. Any percent sexless Todd Howard run for Starfield. Oh, no, I had sex um, with Todd Howard. <laughs> in the game? In the game. Outside the game. Oh, both. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, 
it's it's kind of funny because originally we were going to have the episode last night pre launch with two people who had played the game already. And so I had a bunch of questions and stuff prepared. And then we did a last minute audible, which I think was the right call. But now you've played a lot of it and beat it. What was your play count? I think I'm at like 35 hours. Okay, and I've played three hours so far. Um, Let's start with you. Briefly, what's your Bethesda background? I am a Bethesda boy, is what I like to call myself. Um, in what is wrong with you? Um, I love. It's not a. I'm a Bethesda boy. Uh, I just mean I like Bethesda games. I'm not like out here simping for them. Um, I know what you mean. I just don't like the way that you said it. Fine, I'm a Bethesda bitch. Um, <laughs> put it in me. Uh, I love Oblivion. It was my, here's a word for you, seminal uh, RPG. Um, I love it so much. It's so good. Uh, Fallout 3, similarly, um, around the same time. And then... uh, Similarly seminal. Similarly seminal. Uh, And then, you know, Skyrim is fun. Uh, Fallout New Vegas is incredible. It's not a Bethesda game. Uh, Fallout 4 is trash. And then Fallout 76 is utter garbage. Um, and then the pre, I haven't dove that much in the pre Bethesda game studios, Bethesda games. Uh, but, uh, I heard Daggerfall Unity is pretty good. So cool. Um, and how long have you, when did you start playing the game? Was that like two weeks ago or something like that? Yeah, it was the, was the 17th, I want to say. So yeah, two weeks and one day ago. Okay, so let's. One of the things I like to do to kind of set the conversation tone. Give me your Twitter 140 characters or less. What are your overall thoughts on Starfield? Uh, it is the most Bethesda Bethesda game that um, has ever uh, been Bethesda. That has ever been Bethesda. Um, it is. It is the most. I'm going to steal this from someone else. It is the most theme park of their games where it is just a place to inhabit and go around and see all the cool things, not a world to adventure and live in. God. Yeah, uh, that totally makes sense. Having played a couple hours of it. Um, Overall, did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy it? Um, So I, I will caveat this about halfway through me playing. I volunteered keyword to ma- to mainline the rest of the main story quest so we had capture of it and okay. i will say ultimately ruined my experience on that game uh because i don't play games that way okay wait 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 as in ruined it because you you mainline the main quest or ruined it because you were so focused on the capture etc uh ruined it because i mainlined the main quest and the main quest first of all the main quest i don't think is good um, okay. And second of all, um, I that's not how I play video game like Bethesda games. So in that portion where I was just like, oh, I want to go do this thing. No, I, I have to do the main quest. Um, uh-huh. That kind of soured it for me. Again, I no one told me to do this. I volunteered to do it because no one had captured it. Um, but it just like hurt because I was okay. like stuck doing that. So question. You beat the game, you finish the main quest. Have you gone back to it post-main quest? Yes. Um, 
Wednesday night was the first time I loaded it on my TV uh, on my Xbox without recording it, and I just went and did a bunch of side content, and it was f- much more enjoyable. So, so it's just not to counter, but the the interesting thing I've been hearing from reviews, several people have been shouting this, Gene Park in particular, is that they are all saying you should mainline the main quest. That this is one of those games where get through the main quest and after that is when things have opened up in a way and things make sense and that's when you should do a lot of the side content, etc. Disagree with that? Yeah, I disagree with that because, I mean, there's a reason. If if, if you're mainlining the story quest and you're going to do something at the end, then sure. Um, but like it's like it's just not i just i derived no enjoyment out of it and it was like a like like it had cool twists and turns but ultimately it was just like oh this is what we're doing like the the, like what what's going on here (laughs) and then um it just like ends and i'm just like oh okay do i walk through the door do i leave the room to go keep playing on my current game uh, and so that was kind of the big choice. And uh, at first I went through the door and then I was like, I don't really like this. So I went back, I loaded back. Um, mm-hmm. so like, I understand why they're saying that the problem is they can't be specific. So I don't know why they're saying that there's a couple reasons I can think of why they're saying that I would recommend playing half of the main story quest and half isn't the acceptable length, but there is a point you will know that I am telling you to play to. That you will say, oh, okay. this is what Will meant. Um, that is what I recommend. Because it is also what I recommended when we were playing it for Capture. I said, oh, everyone go do this. Because you might as well. It's the same recommendation of joining the Crimson Fleet. It'll make the game way easier. Um, so, like, that is the number one thing. But as far as, like, completing the main quest, I see what they're saying. I can understand it. But if you're going to do that, then do nothing else. Do not touch any other part of that game. Um as far as my understanding okay okay because i that's kind of i was planning on mainlining the main quest and appreciate your feedback but i think i will be mainlining the main quest because i don't think i like this game (laughs) i think mainlining the main quest is the best way for me to experience as much of this game as possible before i burn out which was about uh an hour into my playthrough you know (laughs) Yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah. That's the problem. Sorry, I, think... I wanna I wanna get to those big game changes to see maybe that'll change my opinion, and I figure mainlining the main quest is it gonna won't. get me there. You you it won't. Most people I don't think it won't. Um I think the side quests are really cool. The Crimson Fleet stuff I've done is really fun. Um and there's a there's a I won't spoil it, but there's a cool pla- there's a bunch of cool different planets that do things. Most of the planets <laughs> are barren and bad. Um, it's just yeah. my opinion. Uh, but I, it'll be interesting to see how much longer I play it. Honestly, I have a free free schedule tonight, and I think I'm gonna play Baldur's Gate three. That's that's the I I played Starfield for an hour last night after it came out, and it was like nine thirty, and I was like, wow, this is not doing anything at all for me. And I was like, I could go to bed. Or I could play Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> or I could watch Battlestar Galactica. And I, I chose the middle ground, which was Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> oh, perfect. Now, I, I will say, like, I don't... <clears throat> I, 
I, I know some people do. I don't, so it's my opinion. I don't think Baldur's Gate 3 and, and uh, on a deeper level, Baldur's Gate 3 and Starfield are that comparable. They are different beasts. Bethesda does their own thing. Uh, Baldur's Gate does their own uh. thing. No, um, I'm sorry. Uh, that's they are 110 percent comparable. Um, that's okay. It's just that it's just that you're used to the surface level RPG ness of Bethesda, and quite frankly, you're making excuses for it. But they are no, RPGs. That's... You're leveling up. You got combat. Yeah. You got a party. You're exploring. You're picking up items. Oh you're yeah, yeah, to yeah. People. yeah. I, I agree with that. I just don't think yeah. Bethesda would ever be capable of doing that, which is why I think. I think Bethesda is on the level of like oh, European RPGs, like Elix and stuff You're... like that, and they just accidentally Ooh, became super famous. Uh, sorry, no, it's just I'm gonna throw you under the bus here for uh, a couple hours if you don't mind. Um, but you're a Bethesda apologist, which is that you're like, look, like you literally just said Bethesda is not capable of doing that. But the thing is, that's what they're trying to do. It's not like they are deliberately making something different. They are trying to make a Baldur's Gate ass RPG. They're just not capable of doing it well. And and if I may, I think your argument is it's okay that they're not doing it well because I've gotten used to the way that they do it poorly. Oh, I totally think that's okay. I like the, I, I love plenty of games that can't achieve what they're trying to achieve, but they do it in a in an average way. Um, I, I think the problem is just. The problem I'm having with Starfield is this is the like I've lost count fifth or sixth time that they have made this exact same fucking game. And for a while there, it worked and it landed because there wasn't really anything doing as well to compare it to. But in the year of our Lord 2023 and surrounded by games like Baldur's Gate, Tears of the Kingdom, etc., it's like. Get your shit together, Bethesda. You know, like, yeah. we're not going to excuse this piss poor game making anymore. Like, you have to start making better games and not the same fucking mistakes over and over again. Right. You know? Yeah, I, I think I think I came out a little too strong. I more have mentioned in the way, like, I don't I don't see a new Bethesda. game. And again, this is to your point of brainwashing, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't see a Bethesda game and I go, oh, yes, the next in-depth RPG that I can do anything in the world and blah, blah, blah. Like, I see the next yeah. Bethesda game. I go oblivion eight like here we go like let me just do bullshit i think that's the right mentality my main problem is like literally what i said they keep making the same fucking mistakes like i was i was in a cutscene. i I was walking around this morning and i was talking to somebody and there was like a guy in the background that was doing the bethesda animation where he like gets up and then he like looked at me like even though he was not supposed to through the cutscene background and then he like popped up and like janked around and then walked off and i'm like it's fucking 2023 like how do you have the same fucking janky ass animation and how do you have the same ass weird looking fucking face and facial animation that you've been having for a while and so like I, i'm glad that you're okay with that and you enjoy that particular style i wouldn't even say style you you enjoy that particular jank but for me it's like get your shit together <laughs> you I, know i should be clear i don't enjoy it now i enjoy it okay. in fallout 3 and oblivion and that's to some extent and that's acceptable i yeah. i mean i don't know if you know this i think starfield's I mean, at this point, probably a six out of ten for me. I okay, yeah, okay. It's there we closer go. That to makes a more seven sense to me now. But I, I, yeah, I've 
I am firm in that. I do not think it is like I think and this is to the point of one of the people in the GameSpot uh things uh in the chats during it and they were like how would how could anyone ever put hundreds of hours into a 7 out of 10? And I just wanted to we I didn't address it and I was like, "Bro, I have so many games that are average that I have hundreds of hours. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> like, those are probably the more hundreds of hours because usually a 10 out of 10 is a tight, until recently with like Tears of the Kingdom stuff, a 10 out of 10 is usually a tight, fit, linear game. Like, of course a yeah. 7 out of 10 would have hundreds of hours. Plus, plus you can't, you can't, playtime and quality of the game is not yeah, linear. Because so especially especially in this fucking era of games mostly on mobile but also on console etc that are built around like like human addiction characteristics like think about something like vampire survivors great game but people have thousands of hours into that game it's not because there's necessarily thousands of hours worth of content it's right. because it's hitting that itch think about fucking candy crush you got all these moms that are thousands of levels into candy crush it's not because it's a 10 out of 10 game it's because it's hitting your addiction levels so it's totally possible to play a game that you don't think is a 10 out of 10 that you think is a 7 out of 10 but scratches an itch in a in a positive or targeted way and you can't stop playing it yeah like um yeah, like there's games that are ten out of tens in my heart that are not ten out of tens in real life, and then there's games like Starfield yeah. that's a seven out of ten in both. But I will still be playing it because I enjoy like seeing what there is in this world and seeing the little things they've hidden. So yeah, I okay. So um, backtracking a little bit, as somebody who's playing this game, we got people listening playing this game. You already mentioned one tip. Well, you said two tips. One was don't mainline the main quest, and the other one was join the Crimson Fleet. You got any other? Those are those valid tips. You got any other top tips for people yeah, starting the, the game? Uh, yeah, do the Crimson Fleet. Which the easiest way to do Crimson Fleet is just to get caught with contraband. Um, I in in the UC, which is the United Colonies. I don't know if you get caught with a, okay. uh, like stolen goods. It's the same thing. Um, but that'll lead you down a, a quest line. Um. And then uh, uh, my other quest, uh, or my other tip is um, you have to, you basically have to do the first like two or three missions, um, which will send you, it'll send you to Mars and then you'll go uh, to the moon, like near the moon and you go to, yeah. there's a place called the Nova Star Yards. And just when you're in the Nova Star Yards, some of the enemies will have a note called uh, Secret Outpost. Pick up that note and read it and do that quest. Uh, it is a little difficult. You're gonna gonna want to load up on like weapons that can do damage against robots and some grenades and stuff. But it is uh, you get some great armor and a brand new ship for fairly minimal work. Oh wow! Um, so that's good. That's good to hear. Uh, that's one of our other big tips. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's basically like other stuff is just like quick gameplay tips, like. Um, encumbrance works a little bit differently in this game you can still move around and everything perfectly fine it drains your oxygen a little quickly as if you're split sprinting but you and you just can't fast travel but it's not like other bethesda games where you can't even move um and you can also quickly offload your stuff to your companion or to the ship uh and then also to be aware you can do all of the traveling in the menus uh and you can look at your ship yes. and travel um it is it is very <laughs> yes. handy it's very handy, but part of me is like, okay, the fact that you added this means you know that fucking traveling and backtracking uh, in this game is bad, and you didn't solve the problem, you're just jumping right over it. You know? Yeah. Um, 
I, I I think I said this. I forget where I said this, but my other issue with the game, as far as a Bethesda fan, is this is the opposite of what I want in terms of the open world. I would rather have taken a giant map. This is not. Yeah, to this walk is not an open world on. game. Yeah. From what um, I've seen and what I've played so far, this is not a fucking open world game. You are loading into small instanced areas. That's it. Period. Yeah. I mean, to some extent, that's what Fallout Three was in Oblivion, not Oblivion, but Fallout Three. Um, but no, because you still had the open world where you you could travel yeah. between travel travel to an instance. It may have been somewhat empty-ish, but this doesn't this doesn't even have that oh, yeah, because yeah. space it, is fucking nothing. Space yeah. is little tiny instance areas outside of a planet. That's it. Exactly, and and that upsets me because I just like I just want. A map with air with places to go to so i can walk around yes. like it's so hard to discover things because i can't just walk i can't just fly past the planet i have to like load up and go to it and it's quick like it, everything loads fast but it's still like i have to do that yeah fuck this game um there was one thing i was going to oh the fucking o2 co2 thing it's it's just like i was walking around new atlantis is that what it's called new atlantis and for some reason that city's so fucking big and everything's far apart and i was like trying to sprint to places and instead of enjoying the city instead of talking to people instead of looking at things i was just staring at the bottom fucking left corner of my screen managing my o2 and my co2 because I want to sprint everywhere because it's so fucking far. But then I'm then I'm hitting this meter thing. Like, am I am I? Did you have as much frustration with that thing as I did? Uh, only it went over encumbered because it walking drains the O2. Um, yeah. But as far as sprinting, I mean, you can sprint when the O2 drains when the CO2 goes up. I don't think it kills you. I think it just is. You wouldn't sprint well, like when- that into combat. Um, no, I think I think I think when you go out of O2 and then it, and then you go all the way to full CO2, then I think it starts taking health off. Yeah, I don't think it kills you, though. So if you're like, oh, it'll just drop you. Yeah, I think it'll just drop a little bit or it'll drop you all the way down and won't kill you. That's at least what I okay, think someone said that. in our chat. Um, I don't sprint that often. Um, I boost pack a lot, but um, yeah. Boost pack. I'm really hoping you can level 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 it up or etc because right now it's basically just a double jump yeah you can and i want it, it to be bit more than that and so it becomes more like an actual jetpack in a way uh yeah it just you get more bursts and plus on a lot of planets it's low gravity so you can like really like go okay for a while yeah yeah because yeah. um, I, I am enjoying that yeah but it, it just kind of sucks with the o2 co2 because i was i was at the nova star yards and i there's a fuckload of enemies that spawn in there. And, and I had to make a decision where I was like, do I play it safe or do I just get in their face? And I was like, let's get in their face. And I'm fucking parkouring everywhere. And all of a sudden my screen's going weird and I'm like breathing heavy. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And I'm constantly running out of O2. Like this game does. It's weird. Like the boost pack and the melee is encouraging you to get more aggressive and runny with your combat. But then mm-hmm. the fucking O2 CO2 just kills that right away and that's frustrating so it's it's weird to see some of the new mechanics they have added and i'm not sure they're they're landing well so far but again only a couple hours into my playthrough yeah i think there's a couple perks that change it um the perk systems i I find it interesting that you you rank up a perk and then you have to complete a challenge to get the next level of the perk 
and it's usually something that involves the perk. So I kind of mm-hmm. like that mixing of the Oblivion or the Elder Scrolls and Fallout styles. So instead of just picking perks or upgrading your skills, you're kind of doing both. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I think that's fun. Um, they gate a couple things behind perks, like targeting systems. I would unlock that as soon as possible because then you can target engines and stuff on specific ships. Engines, life support, yeah. all that jazz. Um, and then I would also do, like, there's the cargo one for having more cargo space. Uh, and then there's flying piloting I would upgrade because you have to kill a bunch of ships for it. So upgrade that as soon as possible so you can get those ships out of the way. Because that lets you gotcha. fly class B and C ships, I think. Um, which I don't quite know the difference between all those. Um, and then I-, I like the ship builder. The ship builder is a little uh, intense. I think it's like being thrust into Photoshop or Blender for the first time where you're just like, what am I doing here? Uh, my hot tip, which no one figured out until I said it, is highlight nothing and click A to add components to the ship because it is. I was just about I was just about to ask you like that. And also, I I found out how to like if you like select one of your weapons and then you're like if you select one of the components and then you're like upgrade, it'll list what you can upgrade it to. Yeah. But what you're saying is how you can buy additional components. Yeah. So there's the there's the upgrade ship and ship builder. So go to the ship builder and uh, yes. you can change yes. stuff there. But yeah, you just highlight the yeah. dead air like off to the side and then it hits A to add. Like Man, I get why the that's there, but there should be a little thing that says that says A to add and it's blanked out until you like look yeah. off of it. Um, can, I, can I ask you something? I can't tell if this is Bethesda fucking up or if it's me fucking up. I, this morning, two, two and a half hours into the game, I had to pull out my phone and Google Starfield how to weapon wheel, because I don't think the game ever told me how to add stuff to the weapon wheel. Is that I, something that I missed? No, I, I I don't know if it actually ever tells you. I think it tells you when you first use the Fucked. med pack, because it says you're hurt, use a med pack, and it tells you how to do the D-pad yes. thing. Um. But it has been the same in every Bethesda game, which is you just favorite the weapon, and when you favor it, it tell favorite it, it tells you where to put it on the wheel. Uh, it's always been like that in Bethesda games. Yeah, you just hit Y. Because I don't remember it from previous ones. I, it's still it's still a fucking stupid system though, because I was picking I up all these weapons, it. and for like for like hours, I was like I was going into the inventory to switch weapons in the middle of combat, and that's fucking annoying. This is the first game I used it in because this is the worst inventory system I think they've ever made. Um, every other Bethesda game, when you go back into the menu, it usually leaves you off where you were. Um, mm-hmm. So it's I've always just hit B for Fallout and just hit the the stim pack or B and health potion stuff like that. But in this one, it's not yeah. there, so I'm kind of forced to use it. The nice thing about the um, the favorite though is you've run out of anything, or you unequip something. Or out of your inventory, when you get it back, it fills that slot again, so you don't have to like reassign okay, that's... it. So like, oh med yeah, packs I did notice that like with grenades, mining drills, yeah. and stuff. You can just leave and don't have to worry about it. Uh, also, yeah. the not auto equipping throwables is annoying. Um, yes, yeah, I want to run out, out and just have grenades again. Like I understand some people don't want to use up everything, but just let me throw throw everything, please. Yeah, and it's it's just wild. That was one of the things with the inventory. Also, the star map is a little wonky, like the layers and stuff. And um, playing on PC, 
it's not terrible controls, but it's a little weird what you are hitting on the keyboard versus clicking. And um, I don't know. I don't hate the UI UX, but it it doesn't feel great. Um, I don't know. Can we can we talk about graphics in this? It's been a hot button issue. Yeah. Yeah. What about it? So you think this game looks great, right? Off off camera, that's been kind of the conversations you 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 enjoy the look of this game. I mean, I think it looks okay. I will say, I think it's pretty well optimized. Like Tom was playing on lo- the lowest settings on PC yesterday, and I thought, it, I mean, it, the lowest PC settings looks better than other games like Fallout and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think it's the best looking game ever, but I think they, they cut, they have, it looks good enough where I'm not like, this isn't a next generation necessarily. Game. Yeah. I think, I think my problem with it. So I was at the lodge early location, new Atlanta city, and I was walking through the hallways and I stopped and I looked at a table and there was a lamp on the table and there was a frame and I'm playing on PC. I don't have everything maxed out because I'm trying to hit like a solid 60. So I think everything's at like medium high and I'm playing at like a little above 1440p basically. Um, and I was looking at it and that moment kind of solidified my thoughts about the graphics of the game, which is that lamp on that table looked fucking gorgeous. And then I like looked up and I looked at the character with me and I was like, why are you so fucking ugly? (laughs) And then like and then like I went into a room and I was like, why is my whole screen gray? (laughs) So like like my problem is not with the graphics. I do think the thing the game looks great and it does run pretty well. And when you dial down the settings, it's like an instant change. And sometimes you have to look to see the change. So it it does a good well, uh, it does a good job of covering multiple graphic settings and the game looks great. The, the graphics look the engine is capable of good graphics. Mm-hmm. The problem, I think, is the art style and the number one fucking complaint I have. And I posted a screenshot in the discord last night is they did some sort of color grade on this or whatever, where there's the literally just like a gray haze over the entire fucking game and when you're in brightly lit colorful areas it goes away but as soon as you go into like a slightly darker dimmer area literally just this gray fucking overlay goes over the entire screen and it ruins it that's i I don't know did you notice that i see i didn't notice that when you posted that i thought your screenshot looked weird because i didn't notice that it's not the film grain is it i don't uh, i mean i can try turning it off but I don't think it's the film grain because it, it looks like a color grading choice. Yeah. And not like not like a noise decision or whatever. That's the only um, thing I could think so, of because I because I left mine yeah. on. But I've also only been playing on Xbox and I haven't noticed the gray thing. So it could be a PC thing as well. Well, that was the thing was I double checked. I thought it, it almost looks like when you accidentally play HDR video on a non HDR screen or a non HDR player. But I but the thing is, my monitor is HDR. Well, there's no HDR so I, in in starfield yeah no so that was the thing was i went into the menu and i was like oh did it accidentally turn on and off some hdr mode or whatever and it's not that and again in colorful brightly lit areas it's fine it's just when you go into a dark area the lighting decision they have made is just to literally just put like a gray overlay over the whole screen yeah i'll not answering that call (laughs) i'll check um because i gotta capture some stuff today for work but i'll uh 
I'll, I'll see if I notice that. It could be. It, it could totally be there, and I just didn't notice it. Um, it's totally acceptable. Yeah, um, and it's it's just it's just pissing me off because Bethesda Games is all about exploring and seeing things, and especially with Starfield, like Fallout had Fallout had a, a, a brown a post apocalyptic. That's understandable, but with Starfield and with with Skyrim, etc., there's color in those games and they pop right and it's not that i want it to be peggle i don't want it to be all bright primary colors and pastels etc but at the same time if i'm going into like a lunar base and 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 it's a little bit dim Mm -hmm. i still want to be able to see things and be able to be like i want that that's popping out to me it's the same problem we've talked about before where with modern games they have gotten much better at populating the space with random riffraff and details and you look at one locker and it has more polygons than an entire level from super mario 64 for example you know but the problem is then you get graphical overload you get visual overload and you look at a space and you can't tell where's the enemy you can't tell oh that's a button i have to press you can't tell oh that item on the desk is something that's worth picking up etc and the problem i'm having with this game is that it's that Plus, they're not popping anything visually except for green stuff, which is like green med pack, green crate. And then you've got the gray dim thing over top of it. And it's just like, I don't I fucking hate looting in this game because it involves me going around and looking at fucking everything to tell what's worth and what's not. And I hate that. That's a Bethesda problem, mostly. Yeah, that's been a problem since Fallout 4, I, I would say. Like... Even Skyrim had stuff that you could just, like, you could tell immediately because things look the same. And I understand they want diversity, but having to turn your scanner on every single time to know if I can pick something up is just, like, a nightmare. And I don't know why um, they thought that was a good idea. Uh, I will say, as far as looting, it's only worth looting the generic health boxes, yellow boxes stuff like that every other piece of loot is stupid and just an item that you can pick up because they want you to be like a sandwich or a marker or a notebook it's like why are these pickable upable things i don't i don't need them um so that was like a frustrating pinpoint so i I totally understand where you're coming from on that but yeah that's basically it i like it's it's frustrating uh the loot economy like they've turned these games into from loot games to uh everything's pick upable and you don't know what to loot anymore because you just don't don't know and they and they and to the point where it's like early on in that game you think everything's worth tons of money because you see like oh there's a bronze statue for 300 credits and stuff you're like holy shit but meanwhile it's a it's 75 credits for a soda so that like that like changes the value of the credits in my head and i was just like oh yeah. fuck this i'm not picking anything up yeah exactly and and that's uh, i i'm putting this expectation on bethesda they did not say this but i don't think i'm out of league with this which is starfield it's been i think i had something i think it's been eight it's been eight years since the last mainlined bethesda game um is that true yeah it's been eight years since fallout 4 Mm -hmm. the games industry has moved on there's a lot more players in this open world rpg immersive sim space etc in the space exploration space in the fps space etc in the rpg space bethesda didn't say this 
but they needed to drastically step up their game. They could not deliver the same fucking game. And with Starfield, they have delivered the same fucking game. And in some of the key areas like open world, etc., they've taken a fucking step back. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I, I'm very disappointed with this game. I'm still going to I'm going to keep playing it until I super burn out on it. But like I'm giving it a shot, but I'm very disappointed so far. Yeah, I'm going to keep playing until I run out of obvious side content or if someone's like, go do this quest because it's good. Yeah. Um I will say I it's, I forget who's it might have been our GameSpot review, but um, their vision of the future I just I just don't like. I'm not I don't mesh with it. I don't think it's very fun, and I think for what for what some of the story is trying to accomplish, I don't think it's far enough from. I don't think it's far enough in the future. I think it should have no, been it's, it's like 2330 right I think it should have been like it's tw- yeah it's 2330 I think it should have been like Mass Effect I like I would prefer a Bethesda Mass Effect game where stuff is way more but but Mass Effect is like the same time frame though oh, sorry in, in terms of like establishment of humanity oh and like and like tech yeah like 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 we have huge colonies they're not just little outposts or like huge colonies or yeah. like we we've taken over planets that like there's not just two well, like okay free star versus but you see you know point counterpoint that's what new atlantis is it's just not well done no uh, yeah i i understand that but in 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 starfield new atlantis is like the city the only city that's very well established but- but like I was walking around, what's it, Sedona, Sedonia on Mars, and I was like, this, this reminds me, it's the same size and scale as like a Mass Effect Two place or like no, the lower levels of the I, Citadel no, of Mass Effect Two, uh, but it's not well done. Level wise, I completely agree with you. But in Mass Effect, the entire planet is taken over, uh, for things, like it's not just a little colony on the planet. But I think where I'm getting confused is I, I understand that's a lore thing, but in terms of how is the player interacting with it, I think there is the same level of of this is a space that you can go around and explore oh, as yeah, there is yeah, a mass yeah. effect. It's just not well done. Yeah, I don't care about that part. I'm saying lore wise, like I think things in the story would have been more impactful or good if it was farther into the like it had a better established lore would just be comparable. You're very popular cool. today. Um I, I yeah, I I, I level-wise and 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 game-wise, yes, I totally agree with you. I'm just simply speaking story-wise, setting-wise, I think it would have behooved them to be like, okay, we're a little bit farther removed from Earth. Humanity is way more established in this solar system. Um it like it feels too new to have all of this stuff in it. Like, I don't know. It just it, there was a weird like separation in my head when I was trying yeah, to play it. Yeah, but it's it's tough to nail that feel. I, I, surprisingly, I'm kind of defending them on this, where it's like it's tough to nail the time and the amount of stuff. And so far, mm-hmm. I'm okay with what I'm seeing because like going to Sedonia, it's like it's big in its establishment, but it also has that feel of like we built something and we've just been adding to it for a couple hundred years. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just yeah yeah. yeah. I, I it's it's a weird point I'm trying to make, but uh, I think you might agree eventually with me. But uh, 
Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, overall, you know, as we kind of come to a close here, where would you rank Starfield in your Bethesda list? I would rank it... I'd rank it above Fallout 4. You know, I, I think I'm with you just because at least there's new in Starfield. It's a new IP, and combat does feel better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I Oblivion, I think... Now, personally ranked, not gameplay-wise, or, like, objectively, but Oblivion, Morrowind... Fallout, New Vegas, well, it doesn't count. Fallout 3, um, Skyrim, Starfield, Fallout 4. Yeah. All right. I got people calling me. I'm pretty sure they don't need to, but I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go to work. Uh, That's okay. So if you don't mind, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flat out drop if you can close it out. Yeah, yeah, no worries, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll hit some of those news topics uh, later this week, uh, on, uh, Thursday's local chat, including the Volition closing, which sucks, um, and some other stuff, um, and, uh, oh, god, uh, I'll actually, I'll just, oh, no, it's a new month, uh, so we'll save this, uh, wishlist spotlight for, uh, next week, I'll make sure George, George, Ian moves it over, folks, thank you so much for watching, uh, we will be back, uh, oh, let me hit the outro music, we will be back uh, this weekend. Tomorrow, I believe Kyle is um, streaming some Starfield, which we just talked about. Uh, so go check that out. And then uh, Sunday, Jake's going to be doing some fanfic, some more fanfic. And then Tuesday, I believe, is more Roblox with adults. So definitely check those out. Subpixelfilms.com is where you can find all of our content. Uh, it'll bring you to our Redbubble, where you can buy merch. It'll bring you to our Twitch, Twitter, Instagram all that lovely, lovely stuff that we definitely keep up with. Um, I am Will. You can find me at Hunt270 on Twitter. That was Ian Gibson, who had to leave uh, at Think Gibson on Twitter. Uh, like I said, we'll be back this week with more hot, hot content for you to see, so please check out that. You can also join our Discord if you want to join our Discord and chat with us. That is a link down in the description. Uh, I think it's also on the, uh, on the link tree there. Well, uh, have a great time seeing the stars, and we'll see you all next week.